Good morning. Hope all of you are doing well. We're learning Maseches Yevamos Daf Lamed. Let's jump right in at the top of Daf Lamed. I'm an Aleph with a new Mishnah. Shlosha Achim, Shnai Mehem Nesuin Achayos. Two brothers, Reuben and Shimon. They're married to sisters. Reuben is married to Rachel, and Shimon is married to Shoshana. Ve'echad Nasui Nachrios. The third brother, Levi, is married to Leah. But Levi's wife, Leah, is not a sister to the, to the two sisters. She's a random woman. If Reuven, one of the husbands of the sisters, if one of the husbands of the sisters dies, and the man, the brother who's married to the non-sister, that's Levi, who's married to Leah, so he can marry, no problem, he can marry the wife of Reuven if Reuven dies, um, no problem. And he marries, um, he marries Reuven's wife. So Levi now has his own wife, Leah, and he has his Yavama wife, which is Rachel. And then Umes and then Levi dies. And these two wives, Rachel from Reuven and Leah from Levi, now fall Yubum to Shimon. So what's the halacha? So Harishona the first wife, really not, it's not Levi's first wife, it's the first woman that we spoke about in the Mishnah, which is Rachel. So if Rachel, uh, Rachel can't marry Shimon because Rachel's sister is Shoshana. So therefore, Harishona, Rachel is Yotza Mishum Achos Isha. She is, uh, she's clear and free, no Chalitza, nothing, Yibu Mizasar, because she is Shoshana's sister, so Rachel goes free. Vishnia, Levi's wife, Leah, who is not a sister, to, to any of the other women. Still, she goes free because Mishum Tsarasa, that's the Mishnah Daf Beis, that the Tsara of an Erba goes free. However, and with this, we'll be jumping into our sugya for the day. Asa Bamaimer, if when Levi was um, doing, uh, if when Ruvain's wife, when Ruvain died and Rachel had fallen to Levi Biyivum, if the way that Levi engaged with Rachel was not in Yibum, but he only did Maimer and not Yibum, uh, before he died, and then Umeis, and then Levi died. So then, these two women, what would happen? So still, it's true that Rachel can't marry Shimon, because again, Rachel and Shoshana are sisters. However, the Nochris, Leah, Leah, who was married to Levi, she gets Chalitza at this point. So it says the Gemara, Taima, the Avad Bamaimer. The reason why we say that the Nachris, that Leah gets Chalitza, is because Maimer was done to the Avama. Maimer was done between Levi and Rachel. Hello, Avad Maimer. But had it been that no Maimer was done, and no, and no Yibum either, had it been that nothing was done, when Ruvain died, Rachel became a Yavama, Levi did nothing about it, status quo of Yavama, then under those circumstances, Nachris Yibumenamimiyadma, then then when Levi dies, then Shimon can actually marry. Uh, no problem that Shimon can actually marry uh, Leah. And Amar Rav Nachman, that shows us, Zosomeris, Ein Zika, Acha, that shows us that there is no Zika at all, because the Yibum status of Rachel had no bearing on whether or not Levi's wife, Leah, could marry Shimon. So therefore, we see that there's no Zika. We'll come back to this uh, toward the bottom of the page. Next Mishnah, 10 lines down, Lamed Amaralaf. Two brothers, Reuben and Shimon, they're married to sisters, Rachel and Shashan. The third brother, Levi, is married to Leah. And unlike in our previous Mishnah, where Reuben died, here, Levi died. So Levi, remember, he's the brother who's married to a non-sister. So Levi dies. And Reuven married Levi's wife. So Reuven has his original wife, Rachel. And he now has his Yavama wife, which is Leah. 
That's what it means. And then Ruvain dies. So now Ruvain's wives, initially his own wife, Rachel, his Yuvama wife of Leah, both of them now fall to Shimon. So just like our first Mishnah, because of course the rules don't change as it relates to how a brother deals with a Yuvama that's an Erva. Rachel cannot marry Shimon because Rachel's sister is married to Shimon, so she's out. And Leah, even though she's not technically related to, to Shoshana, but she's the Tzara of the Erva, and therefore she's not allowed to marry either. Here too, Asa Bamaimer, if when Ruvain married Leah as a Yuvama, he didn't actually do Yibum, he only did Maimer. So then, and when Ruvain dies and Leah falls to Shimon in Yibum, she only does Chalitza and not Yibum. Says the Gemara, these cases, the first Mishnah and this, and this Mishnah, are so similar. The only difference was whether, not, whether or not in the first Mishnah that Ruvain died first and his wife Rachel fell to Levi, or the opposite, that Levi died first, as is the case in the second Mishnah, and Levi's wife Leah falls to Ruvain. The cases otherwise are very, very similar. It says the Gemara, third of the way down, the first case and the second case are identical. After all, whereas in the first Mishnah, uh, what was the case? We saw that the Achos Isha was the Tzara to the Nachris. Over here, Amris Nachris Asura. And then we said that there was a restriction on Levi's wife, Leah. So Hacha, over here in this new Mishnah, the Nachris, Hav Yitzara Achos Isha. The question is, which one was the wife first and which one was the wife second? That's all that we're dealing with. But again, the Klalim should still apply. There shouldn't be much of a difference between the two cases. And all the more so, the Halacha should be the same. It says the Gemara, you're right. And a historical... Uh, approach as to how these Mishnais were actually initially organized. Says the Gemara, Tan, Tana Hachtana Beresha. Really, our Mishnah, the second Mishnah, was actually listed first. Um, and the author of that Mishnah initially had thought that there was no problem um, with there being Yibum. And then he reanalyzed the Mishnah to realize that he made a mistake. And because he worked hard on the Mishnah, it therefore was precious to him. Therefore, he put it first. But really, you're right. The Mishnahis are out of order. It should be scaling upwards in stringency, but it's actually the reverse because the second case is the obvious case and it should have been reversed. But we're not going to reverse them because we're not going to turn them around because the Tana had, uh, again, a Chavivus for that first Mishnah. But technically it's true. Really, the Mishnah should have been reversed. Halfway down, the third Mishnah of the day. The Mishnah says, brothers, they married Rachel and Shoshana, who are sisters. And Levi is married to Leah. Same frame for all the cases. Ruvain dies. And Levi marries Rachel, Ruvain's wife. And then Shimon's wife died. Okay, so now we've dealt with all brothers. We have the case where Ruvain died. Levi married Ruvain's wife, Rachel. And then Shimon, who so far was untouched in this case, then Shimon, Shimon's wife, Shoshana, died. And then after that, what ended up happening was that Levi died. So what happens now that Shoshana has died? Because we know that Shoshana was causing, quote unquote, causing some of the problems in the cases of Erva for the other sister, for Rachel. 
It says the Gemara, Harezu Asura Olami, uh, Alav Olamis, Shimon, who is the only brother who's currently alive, is not allowed to marry Rachel because there's an Isra Olamis, there's a permanent status of Isra between the two of them. Ho Vanessa Lav Shachas, because there was uh, there was the Isra of, of him being a, of her, of Rachel being a sister-in-law to Shimon. The Gemara opens, Amar of Yehuda Amar Rav, a Gemara that we've seen before. For any Yavama, who at the moment that her husband died, her husband dies, we cannot say about her, Yavama Yavo Aleha, that she's able to have Yibum. It's as though she has children and is not even allowed to be involved in Yibum. So says the Gemara. Asks the Gemara, that's very nice, but we've already learned this a couple of times. We've already learned this, Tanina. What did we learn? We learned in our Mishnah. The line of Rav Yehuda Marav is not a Chiddush because we have our Mishnah. Our Mishnah teaches us the same exact thing. What was the case in our Mishnah? The case in our Mishnah is that there was a, an Isra Olamis between Rachel and Shimon. And that's exactly what he's saying over here, is that there was no eligibility for Yibu. And therefore, there's an Isra Olamis. Says the Gemara, that's not so simple. Maybe it was only true when Rachel, who became a Yavama twice over, first Ruvain died and she married Levi, and then Levi died and she married Shimon, or potentially she was going to marry Shimon. So says the Gemara, it's true that in her first Nefila as a Yavama that she wasn't eligible for Yibam. Had it been that there was any moment during that first episode of Yibum that she would be able to have had Yibum, at a later point that she could then marry Shimon later, says the Gemara, that's not true. But says the Gemara, even that Havamina was already learned. We know this already from a Brisa. The Brisa speaks about two brothers who are married to two sisters. Shimon Ruvain dies. And then Shimon's, Shimon's wife dies. But Rachel and Shimon are both still left on the map. We know that that's not allowed. We already have another price to say it. So Rav, in the opening of our Gemara, who taught us this seemingly obvious line, so far has no chiddish and no reason to have said what he said. Don't teach me the obvious. We already have enough difficult information, Tony. You're adding another case. We already know that case. So says the Gemara, no, we have a real reason for this. Three quarters of the way down, Mahu you might have thought, in a case where there's only two brothers, which is the Brisa that was just quoted, there's only two brothers. So then she's going to be leaving the leaving that family forever because her husband died and she's ushered to Shim and there are no other brothers. In our Mishnah over here in the middle of where there are three brothers, there still is a third brother to marry. Potentially there's a third brother to marry. So then... Ema, I could argue that migu that because there is some eligibility to marrying the nachris, that maybe we should say that some yibum can take place. Kamash malan, that that's not true. That there is still an iser olamis. Says the next mishnah. What number of mishnah is this? One, two, three. It's the fourth mishnah of the day. Fifteen lines or so from the bottom of the page. For this one, um, we have a sheet. I'll share it with you um, on Zoom. Okay. 
So uh, in this Mishnah, we're going to be adding in another feature, which is divorce. We've spoken about this already um, a couple of times, but let's let's dig in right now. The Mishnah writes as follows. Same frame. Three brothers, two married to sisters, one married to a random woman. Now, one of the brothers married to a sister divorces his wife on this chart. Ruvain was married to Rachel, and then we see a number one, uh, an X going through that blue line between Ruvain and Rachel. Ruvain divorces Rachel. And then Umeis Nasui Nachris, and then on the left side, the Nasui Nachris, the man who's married to a non-sister, the green line connects Rachel and Shoshana's sisters. There is no green line between Leah and Shoshana because Leah is from another family. And then Levi dies. That's what it means, Umeis Nasui Nachris, Vikansa Hamegaresh Umeis. And then Ruvain marries Leah. Ruvain marries Leah Beyibum uh, because it's Levi and Ruvain are brothers. Rachel's already divorced. And Leah does Yibum. Ruvain and Leah are married Beyibum. That's step number three. And then step number four is that Ruvain dies. And what, what that means is as follows. Now, Shimon has uh, the opportunity to marry Leah. So let's see what the Mishnah says. Zohi she'amru. Here is where we see that there's a, a big difference. Where v'chulan she'mesa onisgashu tzarosen mutaros. Now, really, what should have been is that had Rachel still been married to Ruvain, then Rachel would be an Isra Ereba to Shimon, and Leah would have been uh, restricted from Shimon because she's a Tzara to an Ereba. However, because there was a divorce between Ruvain and Rachel, therefore, there's no restriction on Leah marrying Shimon Be'ibum after Ruvain dies because she has, no, she has no tie anymore. She's not a Tzara to Rachel. And that's what the Mishnah means, that when there's divorce or there's death of a wife, in this case, Rachel, the divorce of Rachel, therefore, we don't keep that status of Tzara's erva for Leah as she were to fall to Shimon. Says the Gemara, Taima de Girish Vachar Kachmes. Of course, the rationale should be that first, as this, this chart indicates, that Rachel was first divorced, and only afterward did Levi die, where Leah then fell to Ruvain Beyibum. Aval, Mes Vachar Kach Girish. But if Levi had died first, and only afterwards Rachel was divorced, then, then the sequence of events is not good. Because when Levi dies, then Leah instantly falls Beyibum to either Ruvain or Shimon. And if that were to be true, so then Leah would become a tzara to Rachel. So that's what the Gemara means over here. Girish, had it been that Levi died first, and then Rachel was divorced, so then uh, Asura. Amaravashi, Zosomeris, Yesh Zika, Afilu Betrayache. That shows us, by virtue of the fact that we were careful to make the sequence that Rachel was divorced first and only then did Levi die, that shows us that there is an idea of Zika here. Because had it been that Levi was, uh, that Levi was still, uh, that Levi was, that Levi, di Levi didn't die first. Yeah, that Levi died first, excuse me. Had it been that Levi died first, then the instantaneous Zika bond between Leah and Ruvain would have created for a problem had Ruvain died and then Leah was then off to Shimon, because there would have been a Zika bond there and she would have been a Tzara. So says the Gemara as follows. That's a problem, because if you look back up at the top of our page, uh, we learned at the top of Daflam and Aleph, right before the second Mishnah, that Rav Nachman had learned that there was no Zika, Afilu Bechad, because of what was going on in our first Mishnah. 
So in that Mishnah, on the top of Daf Lamed Amid Aleph, it says that there's no Zika. Yet in the fourth Mishnah that we learned, and we're three lines, four lines from the bottom of the page, Rav Ashi says, Yesh Zika. So we see that there's a, a sharp contrast between Rav Nachman, who holds Ein Zika, and Rav Ashi, who holds Yesh Zika, each of whom inferred what they are holding from a Mishnah. Let's try and see if we can make the two agree. So three lines from the bottom, first of the long lines on Lamed Amid Aleph, the Gemara says as follows. Well, the Ravashi, Ravashi, who just says that our, just said that our Mishnah, due to the specific sequence of events, holds that there is Zika, he's Kasha the Rav Nachman. So then he and Rav Nachman don't see eye to eye, because at the top of the page, about 10 lines down, the Gemara says, Amar Rav Nachman, ein Zika acha, even if there's only one brother, there's no Zika. So how does Ravashi get out of this? So Amar, Loch Ravashi, who hadin, really it would be the case, that had it been that in the mission at the top of the page, that Mimer was not done to Rachel, Nachris, the wife of Leah, the wife Leah, Levi's wife Leah, Nachris, there still would have been Chalitza. Okay, if that's true and you still hold of Yesh Chalitza, of Yesh Zika, that's a problem. The fact that we made that case with Mimer wasn't to teach me what Rav Nachman held of Ein Zika, but rather La'afuke Beis Shammai. It was meant to exclude, to preclude us from thinking that we hold like Beis Shammai. De Amre, they say, Maimer Kone Kinyan Gamor, that Maimer is in fact a full Kinyan. This Kidushe de Rabbanon is in fact fully functional. Kamash Malandoloke Beis Shammai, we don't hold like him. So really, Ravashi was able to, uh, to get out of this situation and still maintain his Shita. Therefore, Ravashi still holds of Yesh Zika. However, we don't know how Rav Nachman views Ravashi's Shita. We've only dealt with one side of this machlokes. And the Gemara on the top of Laman Amid Beis, top line, answers as follows. With Rav Nachman, Kasha de Ravashi. Rav Nachman, who on the top of Laman Amid Aleph said, Ein Zika, how does he interface with the Shita of Ravashi, who says, Yesh Zika? If you want to say, Hu Hadin, if you want to say that really the Mishnah at the bottom, the whole um, picture that we just looked at about divorce, really the sequence doesn't matter. And really there's not to be inferred Yesh Zika. We don't care about the sequence. Lady could have died first or, or the divorce could have happened first. And either way we would have said a Zika. The problem that we had was Ella, what then were we going to use as the case of Zohi, because our mission uses that language of Zohi. So what then would we exclude? Says the Gemara, that's not a strong question. We can come up with an answer to that. Says the Gemara, maybe what we're coming to include is a case where there was a marriage before there was a divorce. So then that, that's how the Gemara says that, uh, that Rav Nachman tries to get out of this problem with Ravashi. And the Gemara says, maybe we can accept this. Hanicha, I could understand if we hold like Ravirmia to Omar Tavra, Misha Shanazu Lo Shanazu, that maybe um, maybe we can hold like Ravirmia. But we learned on Dafyud Gimel about uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, that there is a machlokas between Ravirmia and Rava in Argamara. Is it Rava? Uh, there's a machlokas of Ravirmia and Rava in Argamara as to whether or not our Mishnah on Daf Bays can fit with our Mishnah here at the bottom of Daf Lamed. And there we saw the sheet of Ravirmiya that Tavra, like we see here, that really is broken, that the author of our Mishnah on Daf Beis cannot be the author of our Mishnah on the bottom of Daf Lamed. So I could understand, according to Ravirmiya, who learns our Mishnah, that it has to be authored by somebody else, 
Haitana, the author of our Mishnah Savar Misa Mapelas, that it's the death, the instantaneous moment where the death of the husband happens, that the woman forms some type of connection to the Yavam. The Haitana, the author of our Mishnah Savar Nisu and Harishonim Mapilin, it has to do with the first marriage. Zohi Lemeute, maybe there, according to Rav Yirmiya, we could say, like we wanted to say a couple of lines ago, that Kanasul Vasov Girish, that Zohi is coming to exclude that case of Kanasul Vasov Girish. Ella, however, Isavar Lakir Rava, Rava had said that the contentious nature of Daf Beis and Daf uh, Lamed is at the Mishnah on the bottom of Daf Lamed and the strange authorship of these two Mishnahis that they are the same person. What does Rava say? Ela Isavar Lakir Rava. If in fact we hold like Rava, who says the Amar Olam Chad Tanahu, that really the author of our Mishnah on Daf Beis and the author of the bottom Mishnah on Lamed is really the same author, the Zo the Ein Sarech Lomar Zo Ktani, and really they're just scaled up versions, one more strict than the other. Then Zohi the Meute Mai. Then what then would we say is the case of Zohi? And says the Gemara Al Korchach, it must be that uh, that our Gemara holds that we reject Rav Shita from Daf Yud Gimel where this Machlokas takes place because otherwise we can't understand what the words Zohi Lemeute Mai means in our Mishnah. So says the Gemara, that's all well and good, but Ule Rava, what does Rava do? Ule Rava Hanicha Yisavar Lakiravashi. Rava's shita makes sense only if we say like Ravashi that Yesh Zika. And then Zohi Lemeute Meis below Girish. We could have a case where uh, Ruvain died without having divorced Rachel. That could be a case where Rava would make sense. Had Rava held like Rav Nachman to say, It must be that Rava holds like Ravashi. So what we're basically seeing is a weave of the Machlokas on Dafyad Gimel as to who the author was of our Mishnah versus the Machlokas Ravashi and, uh, and Rav Nachman as to whether or not we hold a Vyesh Zika, a sophisticated link between these two shita, these two machlokos. And that brings us to the next Mishnah and the last Mishnah of the day. We'll be wrapping up to the top of Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph, and then we'll pick up again Thursday night in person at 8.40. Let's continue with the next Mishnah, almost halfway down on Lamed Abed Beis. B'chulan, all of the cases of Arayos that we have on Daf Beis, all 15, B'chulan she'hayu bahen kidushin o gerushin besafik. Had it been that one of the wives was the Kedushin, that either the Kedushin was a Suffolk or the Gerushin was a Suffolk, namely, whatever the current status of the marriage is, it's with a question mark. Then their co-wife would always be Bechalitza. Okay. Now, Ketzad Suffolk Kedushin, what's an example of a Suffolk Kedushin? So the Mishnah responds, Zorak la Kedushin. He says, and he throws it into her Daladamos. But Suffolk Karovlo, Suffolk Karovlo, but we're not sure where it fell. Who's it closer to? Uh, that is called Zehu Suffolk Kedushin. What's a Suffolk Gerushin? The Mishnah continues, Kasa Bichsav Yado If it's written by hand, it's his own handwriting, um, but there are no witnesses on the document. Yesh alav edim, there are witnesses ve'en bozman, it's not dated properly. Yesh bozman ve'en bo'ela edachar, or there is a date, uh, everything else is right, but there's only one witness and not two. Zehu safeg gerushin. This is called a safeg gerushin. So the Gemara what seems to be bothered by something that's seemingly technical. We'll see that it's not technical in a moment. Why is it, asks the Gemara, that when we were defining safeg kedushin in our Mishnah, we dealt with a safeg of when he threw the kedushin to her and it landed, we weren't sure who it was closer to. Yet when it comes to gerushin, we don't make such a distinction. Asks the Gemara, when it comes to divorce, 
Why didn't we include the case Safek Karov Lo, Safek Karov Lo, Loktani? Why doesn't our Mishnah include that as one of the examples of Kiddush, of Gerishin, of divorce that has an element of Safek? My time, huh? says the Gemara. The reason why we didn't include that was because of Rabbah. Now, before we introduce Rabbah, we have to recognize and look back at the beginning of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah here said that we're talking about a person who's married to two people. He has one relationship, which is a Suffolk, uh, Suffolk marriage. It's either a Suffolk Kedushan or a Suffolk Gerushan. And his other wife, the Tzara, which the Mishnah references, is Hare Elu Hatzaros, his co-wife. That co-wife is a perfect marriage, an unquestionable marriage. So now let's look at Rabba. Omar Rabba, Isha Zu, the, the Tzara, as referenced in our Mishnah, is Bechezkas Heter the Shuk Omedes. She, um, in a case of Yibum, would be able to just marry anyone in the Shuk, no problem at all. And because of a Suffolk erva, it's not an erva. The other wife is a Suffolk erva. We're not sure if she's a Suffolk erva, if she's, if she's married or not. So if, she, if we're not sure if she's married or not, so then why would you then force the tzara into an uncomfortable situation? She should be ready to be, go marry whoever she wants. She should be omedes b'shuk without chalitza. So it says the Gemara, Amar Rabbah, Yishu z'bechezka seter the shuk omedes, when we suffik atabala osra, al-tasra enemy suffik. Don't put a suffik on her. We don't know about the co-wife, but that doesn't mean that there's a problem with her. She should be able to marry whoever she wants. Says the Gemara, if you're going that route of saying, don't make things us or because of Suffolk, I have another case for you. Omar le Abaye. Abaye says to his Rebbe, to Rabbah, We should say the same exact thing in Kedushan, that don't let the Suffolk get in the way. Really, in theory, in this case of Safek Kedushin, she should be able to do Yibum. Yet when it came to Kedushin, you wouldn't allow for Yibum. You said there had to be Chalitza and no Yibum. So Al-Tasranami Safek. Don't says, Gmar, that's not, that's not a good argument because Hasam, by the Kedushin, there is a Chumra. Hasam le Chumra. There we're saying we should do the Chalitza because of a Chumra. So says the Gemara, as it often does in Shas, not every Chumrah is a Chumrah. Sometimes there's a Chumrah da'asili de kula. That if you're strict here, it leaves an implication about another scenario that would be problematic. And says the Gemara as follows. Hi, Chumrah da'asili de kula. If you're going to be machmir to require chalitza in such a case, to say that uh, because of the Safek, Kiddushin, so therefore we're going to be machmir and they have to do chalitza. Why is that? Says the Gemara, because here's what could happen. Maybe the person who has a Safek Kiddushin with a particular woman will end up marrying his sister with a Vada Kiddushin. Another possibility is maybe another man will, will marry the same woman with whom Ruvain has a Safek Kedushin. So Ruvain has a Safek Kedushin with a woman. Another man has a Vada Kedushin with a woman. So it says the Gemara, Because, as our Mishnah indicates, we only allow Chalitza, but we don't allow Yibum with Ruvain when he dies. We might then assume that the Safek Kedushin holds more water than the Vada'i Kedushin, because by the Safek Kedushin, we were restrictive. We don't allow Yibum to take place with her out Safek. But that's a Chumrah Da'asili Dekula, because then it implies with the Basra, the second man who has a Vada'i Kedushin with this girl. So then... That implies Lav Kedushin. And then he may marry someone, uh, he may marry this person's sister, that, the Safi Kedushin's sister. So he has a Vada relationship with her, and then he marries his sister. That's, that's an Isir Doraiso. Says the Gemara, it's not true. That's not a Chumrah Da'asidi Dekula. Why not? Top of Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph. Because Kevan de Kamitzrach Chalitza. Because our Mishnah 
on Lamed Amud Beis requires that this woman have chalitza in the case of Suffolk, everyone will know that it's a, that it's a chum. Everyone will know chalitza without yibum. That basically means we are concerned that she's going to be, that there's some kind of zika, something's going on, we're concerned. So says the Gemara, therefore no one should have the concern of chumra de asili de kula. Says the Gemara, if you're saying that chalitza is the solution and not the problem, that just by having chalitza, we now know that there is a concern, and that concern can be uh, can be circumvented simply simply by having chalitza. Then on the second line, the Gemara says, we should have said the same thing by a case of divorce. We should have been machmer by gerushin too. Why were we only machmer by kedushin to require chalitza? Chalitza is a great solution. If everyone's going to know that it that it's nothing other than our concerns, and it's it's not to say that that, that there's a real deep problem. We're just a little bit concerned. So then, great. Have Chalitza by Gerushin too, says the Gemara. No, Ima to Omer Cholitzas. Had it been that you said by the Gerushin that there's Chalitza, we might have also thought that there's also Yibum. So says the Gemara. Misya Bemis. Maybe we would have thought there was a, that there was a that you were allowed to do Yibum. Asks the Gemara. Hachanami by Kedushin also. If you're going to say Ima to Omer Cholitzas, then also Misya Bemis. Maybe we should also be concerned over here by Kedushin about Yibum. You can't have it both ways. You can't say that I'm not concerned uh, that I'm that I'm concerned about chalitza uh, leading to yibum in a case where it shouldn't happen by a case of gerushin, but the same exact concern wouldn't apply by kedushin. Says the Gemara. So what? In the case of kedushin, when we only allow chalitza, worst case scenario, they get married. Why is that not a problem? Because achazaka ka Because even in the face of Kiddushin Misafek, there still is a Chazaka, and that Chazaka should technically allow for Yibam. The Suffolk shouldn't uproot that. We're going to stop right here in the midst of a Sugya. We'll pick up tomorrow in Yertzashem with Daf Lamed Aleph and Daf Lamed Beis Amad Aleph for our, uh, our Thursday learning. And then in Yertzashem, we'll pick up on Shabbos. Shabbos is a unique schedule because of Shabbos HaGadol. We'll be uh, learning Daf Yomi after the 2.30 Mincha. Wishing you all a beautiful day.